You're listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast, episode 9. Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Hi, Phil here, and welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, where I talk with experienced IT professionals, consultants, and experts from around the world each week. As always, you'll find show notes for the episode on the website, which is itcareerenergizer.com. And please remember to subscribe in iTunes to get episodes downloaded automatically every week. And now, this week's episode. Today's featured guest is Mark Robinson. Mark is a senior software consultant, having fulfilled roles such as developer, tester, team leader, and project leader. He is currently based in the Netherlands and has presented at TEDx Eindhoven on presentation skills. If you haven't seen Mark's TEDx presentation on YouTube, I definitely recommend that you check it out. So Mark, can you give us a bit more of a background to your career and maybe a little bit about you and your life? Sure. Hi, Philip. Thanks for having me on. So for the last two decades, I've worked in IT in Eindhoven, apparently the world's smartest region. I've done programming, C++, Visual Basic, and Python particularly, uh, testing, especially test process improvement. I've done consulting for uh, Agile. I've championed uh, wikis, and I've also done presentation skills coaching, and regarding presentation skills, I'm currently building up MarkRobinsonTraining.com, so that's the first plug of the interview, to help people uh, in the Eindhoven area, especially technical people, create more effective presentations. Because, as you may have seen, technical people aren't necessarily great at presenting in front of groups, aren't necessarily great at getting their message across, and that's really what I want to help people with in this area. Yeah, no, that's definitely a great skill to have. Um, can you share with us a unique career tip that the IT Career Energizer audience need to know and probably don't? Sure. I'm going to go out of the box here. Uh, I have an expression that I quote often, which is family first. Uh, this might not seem like a great career tip, but bear with me. I think it's important to spend quality time at home with family. And So let's look at those words, quality and time. First of all, time. I've got a mantra I once heard, which is, if you never go home late, you have a job. If you go home late occasionally, you have a career. If you always go home late, you don't have a life. (laughs) And so uh, for my wife and I, when we think about how much time we need to uh, spend at home, that translates into a maximum three nights a week between us, where we might have something on in the evening. So we just have that limit. We've chosen that limit. And when I think about quality, well, I, I really want to... Give, do quality work, but I want to put as much effort into my home life as into my work life. And so for me, that means I've dedicated time with my wife and my daughters each week. Sometimes I you know, take one of them out for a coffee or for an ice cream with my daughters, and we have quality time in uh, my wife, maybe a lunch every now and then. Um, really to make sure that relationships are as great as possible. And by the way, also I... Um, I try and ensure I have quality time also even on my own, whether that's working or studying to, for a new skill or just, just relaxing and just playing Grand Theft Auto in the evening or something just <laughs> relaxing. 
Yes. Um, so just let's be selfish just for a moment. Just think about why this is important. Um, forget why quality family time is important for your family or society. To come back to your question, why is it important for a career? Well, I think my career performance is impacted by a number of factors. Um, my mental state, you know, my skills that I'm developing, physical state, just making sure I'm eating well, sleeping well, exercising well, my emotional state, and some people will add spiritual state. And regarding the emotions, if you have family issues, your family's in turmoil, you know, it must spill over into your, into your work life. So if only for selfish reasons, uh, I think it's important to put family first. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, I think you're sort of touching on an area which people often refer to as work-life balance. Um, right. It's something yeah. I don't necessarily believe in. I think it's more of an integration than a balance. Um, right. and, and how you best manage that. So it's interesting. And, and obviously mentioning quality and time, there's obviously, <laughs> when I hear those two words, I think of another word, which is cost. Um, do you see that as, as relevant? Cost in what way? Well, I suppose it's, it's the cost of how you use your time. So um, the, I suppose the yes. impact of, of using your time in particular ways potentially has a negative impact on something else. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's true. I think um, you know, if you're working really hard, it affects your family. If you're dedicating all your time to your family, it might affect your career. So indeed, it is, it is, of course, a balance. But also, when you think about cost, also think about investment, or there's an expression... Whatever you water will grow, you know. So you can you, you need to make sure it's uh, it's in some kind of balance. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell us about your worst IT career moment, uh, and what yeah. did you learn from that experience? Sure. So my worst career moment um, in in my field, I work as a consultant, which means I will spend three or four times at a three or four years at a customer site uh, alongside their permanent employees. And then I move on to the next customer. That's how the construction works. And that means that sometimes I take roles that match me better than at other times. Mm-hmm. And um, in general, I can influence whatever role I have to change it into something which I enjoy more and which I add more value to the customer. But very occasionally, that doesn't work out. And I remember one time clearly when I went from doing a job to one I absolutely hated. Um, to, get, to put it in perspective, I sometimes mentally rate my days out of 10. So I think, okay, how was that today? It was like a 7 out of 10 or 8 out of 10. I went from a 10 out of 10 job, almost every day 10 out of 10, to a 1 out of 10 job, and I couldn't stand going into work. Um, The colleagues were great, product was great, but the work was super dull and really, really bureaucratic. And what made it worse for me personally was that there was no possibility to improve the situation. Uh, one of my strongest skills, I believe, is to improve the work environment, the work processes, get, make, ever, make the work uh, more leaner, cut out the waste. And if I can't do that, I feel like I'm, I'm missing a limb. And this went on and on for months, and I started to get into a downward spiral. I was notably more irritable at home, so I wasn't putting family first necessarily, and medicating it by eating badly. So I'd lost, just before this, I'd lost 12 kilos, so over 25 pounds, in the last six months, and I put it all back again in the next 12. And, and, and then right at the end, I started to get the physical symptoms, so chest pain, shortness of breath, dizzy periods, and I even took a couple of days off for uh, just stress-related and spoke to, got medical advice to see, hey, am I approaching some kind of burnout here? And then around that time, the project ended, which 
uh, before it became even worse. And I went on to a new role and I could start to recover. So wow. that's what that happened. So, yeah, that, that's quite an experience in itself. And what did you learn from that? Yeah, I think there are a, a few things I learned. First of all, you need to be really mindful of how good a match your current role is to your skill set and your interests. So here's a simple way you can evaluate that, what I've used uh, often. Take an A4 piece of, shape, piece of paper and draw a line down the middle. And on the left at the top, write, I loved it. And on the right, you write, I loathed it. And then throughout the week, whenever you experience something at work which you loved or loathed, immediately write it down. So just write down, you, you're doing a presentation, I loved it. You're doing bureaucratic work, I loathed it, whatever it is. And after a week, you'll get about a dozen activities. And your challenge then is the next week to work out how you can start doing more of the stuff that you loved and less of the stuff that you loathe. And if you can't do this and you have no hope it will change, you need to start looking for a new role, either at the same company or another. That's the first thing I learned. Second thing is, if you're not sure your work's going to improve, then set yourself a date by which it must, you must start seeing improvements. Yeah. Because you've got to realize you're in the driving seat. It's your responsibility to do all you can to make the most of your current role before you start seeking a new one. And the last thing I'll say, the last lesson, is if your work is costing your happiness, you need to set that date. And if it's costing your health, they need to get out urgently. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's uh, excellent advice. Um, so moving on from your worst moment, um, yeah. can you share with us um, your IT career highlight or greatest success and how you were able to achieve it? Yeah. Well, if I can be cheeky, I'll give you two, one IT-related and one more general. Yeah. The IT-related one was when I introduced uh, a wiki at a company which has now been in use for about 10 years and has had thousands of contributors. Um, it was very difficult to set up, so when it actually was set up, it was a big achievement and it's become now indispensable. There's two highlights from that story. One was that when I asked, I did, a, I did a poll of the users to say, hey, how much time is it sa saving you every week? And the average response was four hours a week. So if you translate, that's about 10% of their time. Yeah. If you multiply it by the thousands of users it had, you know, that's a multi-million pound or euro saving every year. But what I particularly liked was when I just spoke to people and got their reactions because they loved the way they could easily find and add their own information. And that meant that they could do the work that they were actually hired for rather than spending, wasting their time looking for information. And the other highlight of that experience was when I entered a, an annual technology competition for the company. For, it was mainly aimed at technological innovations, but we entered it with this wiki, and we won the prize based on the votes of our colleagues. So that was a, uh, yes. a very highlight. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. And the non-IT-related one was last year, which you've already referred to, when I presented at TEDx Eindhoven Pitch Event. Well, first of all, I presented at the Pitch Event, which was... Um, a whole exciting experience of pitching uh, in a competition with uh, 12 other people and they picked a couple of us to present at TEDx Eindhoven and I presented on the topic how to present to keep your audience's attention um, and that was a huge highlight. We put lots and lots of work into it. I must have practiced the talk a hundred times. Right. It was, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fantastic experience and, and now, several months later, we've just passed a hundred likes on YouTube and it's got thousands of views so uh yeah really i really enjoyed that and that's a it was a great experience it definitely held my attention 
Thank you. <laughs> no, yeah. I've watched it twice. <laughs> oh, it was oh, great. great. Well, yeah. and on the basis of this, I've, I started to give workshops within my own company, TMC, as well. And now, uh, as I've already mentioned, I've set up MarkRobinsonTraining.com so to help yeah. the greater Eindhoven community. Yeah. What one thing excites you about the future of a career in IT? Yeah, this is a great question. I, uh, there's an expression, software is eating the world. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yes. Uh, which means software is becoming ever more prevalent. And there's different ways, there's different ways this is happening. First of all, software, of course, is literally replacing hardware and jobs of people. That's where the original expression comes from. And, you know, we all know about email replacing posts and MP3s replacing CDs and so on. But also software methods are replacing traditional management methods. We have more agile, self-organizing teams in different companies, not just software companies. To give an example, uh, at our company, TMC, I helped train the sales team to work in an agile way. So now they have stand-ups, they have a visual board showing progress. And we have more companies, the purely software companies, that are changing uh, our communities. Just to give a few examples, we've got Uber, which is the biggest taxi company in the world. Yeah. doesn't own any taxis. Airbnb, biggest room rental company, doesn't own any rooms. Facebook, biggest publisher, doesn't own any content. Google, not a car company, but pioneered autonomous driving. So my point is so the potential of software to impact the world is almost without limits. It's, it basically, the only limits really are our imagination. Mm. And there's no limits to the careers and the work we can do within software companies. So you can, you can go from one extreme, you can do, dedicate your life to becoming the best coder in the world, or you can create your own multinational dot-com. The only thing limiting your career in IT is your imagination. You can do almost anything in the IT world. Yeah, I totally agree. It's now time for the reveal, which is a quick fire round of questions. Are you ready, Mark? Yes. Okay. What attracted you to a career in IT? Right. Well, I was, when I left, not long after I left university, I was in a job which was not suited to me at all. It was, I found it soul destroying. I wasn't using my brain and, um, my wife said to me, she could see that it was affecting me, and she said, well, what would I like to do? And I said, well, I've done programming before, I like that. And she said, well, try an evening course and see what you think of it. And so I did that, and I loved it. Just to give one example, one of the uh, projects we had was to create a simple program to convert from base 10 to base 16. So I created this eccentric program to create, convert from any base 2 to 36 back into any base. Just to give an example, I was like hooked on it immediately. <laughs> And, and so I loved it and started working, applying for IT, work at IT companies, and the rest, as they say, is history. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Right, so uh, again, I'm going to be cheeky and give two answers. The first one, I just mentioned the previous question, and just to put that in, in other words, it's important that you recognize you're behind the steering wheel of your career, no one else's. Yes, you need to assess whether what you're doing now matches what you want to do and you need to create concrete, you take concrete steps to change your career. It's, it's in your hands. And the second one I've heard uh, just in the last couple of years is from Scott Adams, the guy who created the Dilbert cartoons. Oh, yeah. And he talks about the talent stack. So you need to build your talent. So, for example... Um, there's two ways of getting on in your career. One is you can be the very best in the world at what you do. For example, you become the best violinist in the world. But that's very, very hard. 
Another way is to combine two or more talents. So, for example, I've got a colleague who's a very good chef and a very good programmer. He's not the best in the world in either, but if he combined them, he could, for example, create apps to make recipes, uh, just as an example. Um, so the idea is to build your talent stack, develop new skills, and as you develop new skills, you'll have more, when opportunities come your way, you'll have more opportunity, you'll be able to take them, uh, take them much more often. Uh, and the best skill to develop, I'll speak about more in a moment, is, is presentation skills. If you can do that, then you can really accelerate your IT career. Yes, I totally agree. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? Well, in my case, it's a very simple answer. I'll start earlier. I, <laughs> I left university and I did other work. And it was only after a while, as I mentioned, that I started IT. So, yeah, just start as early as you can. And if you're, uh, if you're still at school or still at university and you know, you're not doing IT work, then just pick it up for fun, do something, uh, do an evening course, do a simple app development, just get started as soon as you can. Yeah, get stuck in, I think is the uh, best yeah. advice. Yeah. yeah. What career objectives are you focusing on right now? Right, so um, right now uh, I'm working, develop for the first time doing a project leader role, so just taking on a whole new role. And I'm also developing my own presentation skills business, uh, which means I'm developing lots of other skills at the same time, like yeah. marketing, particularly online marketing, networking. Uh, it sounds not like a skill, but it is a skill of taking risks, you know, taking a chance, um, leading workshops, developing my own, developing my own presentation skills further. I'm not a natural, but I'm learning lots more skills all the time. So this goes back again to the talent stack. You know, I'm just developing more and more skills at the moment. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career to date? Well, I think you can guess the answer to this one. I think I might be able to. Yeah, presentation skills, no question. Yeah. If you can stand confidently in front of a group and communicate your message clearly and persuasively, you'll be seen as the expert on the topic and as a leader. And, for example, people will now come to me regularly, even years later, when they've got questions about Agile or wikis or test process improvement or presentation skills. And this isn't a coincidence. It's years of developing and cultivating and promoting these skills. Yes. Can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Yes. My parting advice, you must continue developing your skills, the talent stack that we talked about. Every new skill you learn increases your career opportunities and hence your market value. The most important skill you can develop is your ability to deliver a message to a group, your presentation skills. So you also talked offline about uh, a parting resource. You mentioned my TEDx talk. If you, your audience can spend a spare 18 minutes to watch this, then they will learn simple techniques which you can use dramatically to improve your presentations. And you can also find that on markrobinsontraining.com or just Google how to present to keep your audience's attention. And finally, what's the best way that we can find out more about you and connect with you? Yeah, okay, so my LinkedIn is, yeah, my name is unfortunately completely ungoogleable. If you Google Mark Robinson, you'll find all sorts of irrelevant. <laughs> on LinkedIn, it's Mark Robinson Tester, which is one word from earlier on in my career. 
website, markrobinsontraining.com, and you can email me, mark at markrobinsontraining.com. So, Mark, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great talking with you. Thank you very much, Philip. It's been great to be on your podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the IT Career Energizer podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Mark Robinson. And don't forget to check out Mark's great TEDx talk on presentation skills. Full show notes, including links to resources mentioned in the show, are available at the website, which is itcareerenergizer.com e9. You'll also find show notes for all previous episodes. And while you're there, I'd appreciate you leaving any feedback you may have about the podcast. A new episode of the show is available in iTunes every Monday, so please remember to subscribe to have them automatically downloaded. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Darlene Brown, a business process analyst, personal development coach and keynote speaker. I look forward to speaking to you then. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.